Good evening. Tonight we are learning Maseches Yoma Daf Lamed Ches. We're starting on the very top line of Lamed Ches Samad Aleph. Mimir Tzashem will get to the end of the parak uh, at Lamed Ches Samad Aleph, a little bit more than a blad and a, a, a two big amudim. However, we have learned a lot of this before. It's a bit of a repeat um, and it moves pretty quickly. It's all Agarata and it's all stories. Um, and uh, let's jump right in. On the top line of Laman Chesimad Aleph, it says, Nikanor Nasa Nisim Ladalso Sub. There were miracles that took place with the doors of Nikanor, which Wait, sat in the east there. of what? I think you're, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Nope, that's where we are. Top of Laman Chesimad Aleph. Yeah, so Tanarabon and the Brysa writes, Ma Nisim Nasu Sub. What miracles took place with these doors? Amr, they said, Shahalach Nikanor Lahavi Dalsos Melachsandra Shalmitzrayim. He went down, this is where the artisans were. He went down to Alexandria in Egypt. And he had the doors designed. And then Bahaziroso, when he was going back to Eretz Yisrael, Amar Alav Nachshol Shebiyam there was a storm, Rashi says, Se'ara. There was a storm that came upon his boat. And in order to lower the, the amount of weight, to lessen the weight, they they took one of these doors. They were huge. Remember, the doorways were 20 by 10. So this door was 20 by 5. It's a very large door. So they threw it into the water. But still, the waters were not calm. So it says the Gemara, six lines down, so the captain of the ship, he wanted to throw away the second of the doors as well to, to make the, the load lighter on the boat so that it wouldn't capsize. He said, no way. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not letting this happen. And he stood there hugging the door. And he said, if you're throwing this off, you're throwing me off as well. Sounds eerily similar to the story of Yonah. Just wait, it gets more. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't have been my assumption. I don't know. Miyad, once he said that, once he showed his willingness, his commitment to stick with the second door that they were about to toss, Miyad, so the storm stopped and he really regretted having thrown the first door overboard. When they got to the port in the city of Akko, the, the first door that they tossed showed up at the port of Akko, followed the boat. Okay, how is that possible? It's Derechnes. Some say no. And Mamish, like the story of Yonah and the whale, there was an animal that actually swallowed the door whole and then spit it back out on the dry land when they got to Akko. Okay, what's the overlap here between this? I have to ask her my Shechter for the Gematrias, I don't know. But there is definitely an overlap between this story and the story of Yonah, extremely similar. Amar Shlomo, on these doors, there's a Pasuk in, uh, in Shira Shirim that reads, Koros Batenu Arozim, Rahitenu Birosim. Rahitenu Birosim, what does that mean? The doors were, were Birosim, Altikri Birosim, Yam, that the doors traveled inside an animal, namely this second approach in the Brisa, that the, the, fir, the, the door was swallowed, the first door was swallowed by an animal and was spit back out. Vafichach, therefore, what is the result of all of this? First of the widest lines on Laman Ches says the Gemara as follows. All the doors were made out of gold. However, this door was the exception to the rules made out of copper. Really, the reason why it wasn't because of Nithim, it was because the copper was very shiny. Quite similarly, it was a very refined type of Nechoshes, and therefore, it shined very brightly, just like gold did. End of the Gemara up to the Mishnah, one quarter of the way down 
So in the previous Mishnah, we said that there were a couple of things that were wonderful. We spoke about Nikanor, um, and we spoke about some other wonderful things. We spoke about uh, Ben Gamlo, who made the, the golden handles, all the things that Ben Katin, who made the 12 spigoted kior, a lot of good things happened. So then this Mishnah clearly is a corollary to that Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says, But the following groups of people, they did things that were wrong, and they're not remembered the shvach. They're remembered lignai. Who are these people? We learned this already somewhere, that those who knew how to do the lechem apanim, it was apparently very difficult to make the shape of the lechem apanim in such a way that the breads wouldn't break. This comes up halacha Some of the Mephorshim point out that when you're trying to get lechem mishnah, but if you were to pick up your loaf of bread from one side and the other half will just crack, that's not called shalim. It needs to be shalimamish. So when you buy the ones from the store, they're not as they're much lighter and they're easier to hold. Great, but if you have a very dense challah, you hold it from one side. Some of the post games say that that's problematic. Fine. Either way, he didn't want to share the recipe. Shal Beisavtina says famously, the Beisavtinas were the ones who, who knew how to do the Torahs. Lo ratzu Torahs. They didn't want to tell people how to make the Torahs. That's a big problem. What happens if they die? Fine. Number three in our Mishnah, Hugras ben Levi hayoyodeh perek b'shir. He knew how to uh, make a particular sound, a particular instrument. He didn't want to teach anyone, so he's number three. Number four in the Mishnah, Ben Kamtar, as we'll see in the Gemara, he had a fascinating way of writing with each of his four fingers at the same time. That's a chakma. Half of us can't even write with a regular pen in one hand. This guy's got four pens on four fingers. Uh, we'll have to see exactly what was going on there. Alari Shonim in the previous Mishnah, we referenced those who did well by saying, the Pasuk in Mishle, but those who are in this Mishnah, those who did not do well, those who kept secrets, and those who, who kind of created a bit of a boys' club, it's only us, it's only our family. So there, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says that those by them we say, Vashem Rashem Yerkab, the name of the wicked shall rock or spoil. Tanu Rabbanon, five lines into the wide lines, one third of the way down. They knew how to make the Lechem Apana, but they didn't want to share it with anyone. Apparently, Alexander Shemitzrayim was the Silicon Valley of the uh, of the East. Everybody there knew what they were talking about. So they wanted to figure out, okay, these guys won't share the lechem upon him. You tell us how to make the lechem upon him. So they went down to Alexandria. They knew how to do the baking, but they didn't know how to do the radia. Radia is a chachma. The taking down is taking down the bread off of the walls. Just as a reminder, they didn't make the bread in their ovens the way that we did. What they would do is they would take some dough and they'd smack it on the side of the wall of the oven. And then just at the right time when it was ready, they'd take what would be the equivalent of a spatula and they'd wedge it in between the wall of the oven and the challah to kind of pop it off. But it was, as the Gemara Masech Shabbos referred to, as a chachma. That was the sugya of uh, let's say that your friend puts bread in the oven and for you to take it out would be an iser de rabbanan, but if you leave it in they violate an iser de raisa that's the sugya of that's the sugya there so here's what they had to do here was the radiyat but they didn't know how in Alexandria the, the people in Egypt didn't know what to do one of these people they would do the uh the, the burning, they would put the heat out. Uh, yeah, they put the heat on the outside and they would cook on the outside. And the ones in Alexandria, they were cooking on the inside. What? The process of taking the bread off of the side of the wall on Shabbos is an Isr Dirabana. The Gemara there and the Rishonim highlight that it's what's called a Chachma. 
was a particular chachma, and the action required a certain degree of uh, skill, and that action was deemed an instant drabana. That's the sugi over there. So you're able to do it on Shabbos? You're not able to do it on Shabbos. The shaila there was, let's say that I put something in the oven on Shabbos that I should not have done. And before that thing finally cooks, you could take it out and save me from the Isra Deraisa of Bishel. But in order for you to take it out and save me, you have to violate an Isra Deraisa, whatever it may be. So that was a shaila over there. It's not a machlokas, it's not allowed. That's what the Gemara concludes. What happens when you have two people doing a, a malacha? At the same time. But that's based on psukim. There, the Gemara says, based on psukim, that if two people are doing malacha at the same time, that the Isra Darais is not triggered. It's Mr. Darabana. In this case, right here, No, these are two separate actions. There's, I'm putting it in the oven, and you are trying to save me 10 minutes later. Right. That's totally different. Right? Okay, so then says the Gemara, Halalu, one of the groups, Pitan Misa Peshes. Halalu ain't Pitan Misa Peshes. For one group, the. Uh, the bread would, would spoil, and for the other, it would not. They didn't know how to do it. So they were very upset. Amru, come on, that, that doesn't make any sense. Nevertheless, what did the Chachamim say? That even though these people were not being nice, what does it say about this family? Amru, even though the Chachamim were not very happy with these people, that they were not sharing how, the recipe and exactly how to do it, but HaKadosh Baruch was... That was, what, that was what it was. The Kaddish Baruch who set up the world in that way. We'll see a, a very critical hashkafa at the very bottom of this page toward the top of the second that speaks about this. So uh, fine, what should they do? So fine, so that they knew that they had to use these people based garmu for the lechem apanim. So shalchu lehem chachamim bo. They sent the chachamim there and they said, hey, can you please come teach us? Uh, so then kaflu, and they, and they would not show up. Kaflu lehem tzcharim bo. Then they doubled, their, uh, they doubled their wages and they're like, oh, all right, fine, you made it worth my while. 100% increase in salary is usually a good tip. That's a good way to get someone to show up. But says the Gemara, Normally they got paid a unit of 12, which was a lot at the time anyways, and now they got 24, which was exorbitant. Rabbi Yehuda, almost halfway down, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, no, it was double, even more than that. They, the starting salary was 24, and today, out of stubbornness, they would only take 48. Why are you guys being so stingy with this information? We're all on the same team here. We're trying to get the lechem upon him. Why you got to be so cheap? Just tell me what's going on. You're taking all this money. My family had a tradition. This base of Mikdash is going to get destroyed. And what we were concerned about was we were afraid that people were going to take this recipe of the lechem upon him and use the same recipe that we wanted to use for the mitzvah, the rice of lechem upon him, and they were going to use it for avodah zarah. So therefore, we're going, to, we're going to keep everything close to the vest. We're not going to share with you exactly what it means. But on the following thing, while, while everything previously the Chachamim were not happy with, on the following, here is something that they actually did that was good. That based Garmu, their family, in order to make the lechem upon him, they had extremely fine flour. So, in order to make sure that they were never uh, accused of taking that really fine flour, they never ever had that fine of flour in their homes. So let's say that this was grade A flour. They only had grade B and worse flour in their home. That's what the Gemara said. Nobody in their family ever used this level of grade A flour. No one, no, no, you should never, no one should ever have a claim on the family that they took the flour from the lechem apanim. Exactly halfway down, 
uh, in the wide lines on Lamed Chasim and Aleph. And that brings us to the two dots right there. And that was story number one about base Garmo. Let's continue. Shall base Avtina, as we saw in our Mishnah, Lorotu Lalamed al Maisak Torah. They didn't want to tell anyone about the Maisak Torah. It says the Gemara, Tana Rabbanan, we have a Braitha. Base Avtina, so he became a Maisak Torah. They knew how to make the Torah, the Lorotu Lalamed, but they didn't want to teach it to anybody. So they went down to Mitzrayim and they said, we need you to replicate this. And they said, we know how to do the spices. We know how to get all the spices right. What they did not know how to do is they didn't know how to make the smoke uh, billow upwards in the right way. Why? What was the problem? When it was done right by Beis Tavtina, the smoke went up like a straight as a pole, straight as a stick. It was perfect. It went straight up. But like normal smoke, when it goes up, and when the Alexandria people tried to do it, the, the, the smoke went all over the place. It, it, it dissipated quickly and all over the place. And everyone was annoyed. Why are they doing that? When they heard about it, they said, what are you supposed to do? Everything was for him. And then, even though the Chachamim were annoyed that they weren't sharing how to make the Pitamak Torah, but what are you supposed to do? They're the only ones who know how to do it. So, so they brought him back into the fold and they said, fine, you have your job back. However, they were they were stubborn about that too. So the Chachamim said, we need you. Please come back to the base of Mikdash. And they would not come. They doubled the money, and then they finally showed up. Every day, normally they got paid 12, today they got paid 24. If Yehuda Omer was double that, regularly, Omer, why would you not teach us how to make the Torahs? So we're three fourths of the way down, says the Gemara. Amru Yodin Hayu shall be Sabashabaize Asi Lecharev. Same exact concern. Amru Shema Yumod Adam Shenamuhuk and Vyavod Avodas Kochavim Bekach. We were afraid that people were going to do Avodazara. Okay, so that's what people were annoyed about. It, it sounds like a, a reasonable reason, right? It sounds semi reasonable, semi reasonable, but they were not willing to share. And then they were forcing the hands for money. So because of the money thing, the Mishnah says these people were were of Elu Lignai. Shame Rishayim Yerka. But the Gemara does give them one compliment. The Beis Avtinas, who was responsible for the Pitu Maktoros, what a beautiful smell. So they had a guideline in their family. Here was the good news of this family. Here was the good news about Beis Avtinas. None of the women in their families ever used this perfume. They never wore any perfume, in fact. And when they'd marry someone who wasn't part of the family, namely like a cousin, or which was halachically permissible, but when they'd marry someone who wasn't part of Beis Avtinas, misan and ima, they'd make a tznai with her, shalotis basem, that she should never wear perfume. Why? Shalot yomru, so that no one would ever claim, imay sektoros misbath, and the kaimash, and everybody the kimashem in Israel, to make sure that they were above the fray, that no one could ever criticize them for, um, for uh, you know, perfuming themselves with these wonderful combination of spices. Tanya. I saw one of the descendants of Beis Avtinas, and I dug in. Your forefathers, the Beis Avtinas, the senior leadership, they wanted to make themselves mukhubad, and they wanted to minimize the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Actually, take a look at what happened. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu, his kavod is great, and your, your family is done for. That's story number one. Story number two. Amr Akiva. Sachli, Rabbi Shmuel ben Luga, the following story took place with Rabbi Shmuel. He says, Rabbi Shmuel says that he went out with one of the uh, Beis Avtinas, one of the family members of Beis Avtinas, 
to collect um, herbs from outside. Why were you crying? I remember, I remember how difficult things were for my family when their kavod was minimized because people thought that they were not being yashuv. Then why were you laughing? If it was all bad, so why? I understand why it's sad, but why are you laughing? Because the Kodesh Baruch is going to give us our place back in the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, this is great, but like you're outside collecting grass. Like what was the trigger that made you think about this? What's going on here? What, what, what brought this on? So he answers, Now, if you recall, we've learned in the past that Male Ashan was the herb that was added to the Torah that caused for the smoke to go up perfectly straight. Male Ashan was in front of him. They were in a grass, they were in a field of grass of different herbs. And this, this kid from Beit Avtinas knew what he was looking at. So he's like, oh, I see the Male Ashan. And when I saw the Male Ashan, I said, I remember how hard it was for my family. And then he started laughing because I know that Lavo, that my family is going to be put back uh, in the right place. Herehu Lee says, can you please show it to me? Where's the Male Ashan? Everyone's been wondering what the magic was. And it's in front of you. Tell me what the Male Ashan is. So he says, Amar Lee, I'm not allowed. We're not allowed to show it to anyone. Story number three. There was a particular person and he had a Megillah. He had a scroll that had all the spices in it. It sounds like one of those projects you do in school when they tell you to go collect leaves and you like glue them to the paper, you know, and you bring it into your teacher. This is kind of that. Every section they had, they had a charcoal and whatever, all of them, all of the 11 spices, whatever it was. And they had all identified there. It was a little scroll that had all the spices in there that needed to be there. So they had this little book of Megillah Samimanabiyado. Amar Tilo, he said to him, where are you from? Amar Li, he said, he said, I'm from that family. I'm from that family. They got the bad rap. What, what are you holding on to so tightly? You got, you got it like all wrapped up under your arms. What's going on there? Amar Li Megillah Samimanabiyado. This is my family's trade secrets. This is the book that indicates exactly what all of the Samimanim are, including seemingly Male Ashan, that extra herb that made all of the 11 go straight up. So he says, Harehuli, show me, show me, show me what you got. Amar Li, and he gave in. When my family was around, when there were enough people in the family to trust with these trade secrets. So fine, uh, we kept it in the family. Now you can have it. Finally, the secret's out. So when was this? This was in a generation of Rav Yochanan ben Nuri, which was an which was uh, around the uh, around when when did he live? Rav Yochanan ben Nuri. So he was uh, a very late Tana, I believe. Uh, and then Ukshabasi. Uh, no, that, that can't be. It has to be that he yeah he was a Tana. Ukshabasi v'sachti divarai lifnei Rabbi Akiva. And when I told this to Rabbi Akiva, Omar li meata aser l'safer bignusan shel elu. Now that he actually gave this to you, now that he gave you the book, the Megillah Samamanim, now you cannot disparage this family anymore because we see that their intentions were good. How do we know? Because he didn't go to the grave with his secrets. The family had died out. He was one of the last descendants and he gave you the Megillah Samamanim. I, why did they charge extra money? Good question. But we see, Bigadol, we see that their intentions were good. Then says the Gemara, Mikan, from here we can see. From where? We've said like 18 stories in the Gemara. What's going on? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi here on the outer margin, uniquely, this page only has Rashi's, two-thirds of the way down. We're going back a little bit. What did we see? 
both by base Garmel and base Aftinas, the Chachamim did not want them to be in the base Hamikdash. But we didn't have a choice. They were the experts. So Akadosh Baruch who brought them back. What are you supposed to do? Hashem is in charge. We're not in charge. So Mikan Amru, from the fact that we see that the Chachamim wanted to expel them from their from their roles, but Akadosh Baruch Hu said, "Sorry, they're staying in." So what does Benazai say? Your name will be called. You'll always be put in your place, turning to the top of Lamed Chesim and Beis. They'll always give you what's yours. And here the Gemara gives us a hashkafa, a hashkafa that can help us to diffuse our frustration and anger in scenarios when things don't go our way. No one can take that which is prepared for you. Even one hair, one hair is a difference. That even that difference doesn't exist. Whatever a person deserves is what they will get. Whatever a person doesn't deserve, they won't get. And there's nothing that another person can do about it. Because can change it. We can dive into change Xeras. But if you do something to me, so then you're just a messenger because you can't actually change my, my fate in that way. Only, uh, only a Kaddish Baruch Hu can do that. And that's the message that Banazai learned from our Gemara. Three lines uh, down on Lamed Chesim and Beis. Hugras ben Levi, the Hule, what was going on there? Tanya, Shehuno, saying Kolo ben Ima, when he was singing with a beautiful sound, Machnis Godlo, he'd take his thumb, Latoch Pete, into his mouth, Umaniach, it's Bo ben Hanimin, he would put his finger between the hairs on his mustache. This sound was so magical and so gorgeous, they were thrown back by the beauty. We don't know exactly what it means. Was it a whistle? Nobody, it's hard to tell what, when you, it's gotta be a whistle of some kind. No, you're sticking your thumb on the top of your mouth. It's very hard to tell exactly what's going on. So that's what he wouldn't share. What my sex are we talking about? Amru, I love that you used to say about him. So we take four quills, one in between each of the bends of his finger, right? He'd take four quills in his hand and close his hands around the quills. And what he would do is, he knew how to mamish, like wriggle his fingers in the perfect way. He could write anything he wanted. He could write any four letter word, whatever it was. He was writing any four letters. Perfect. Why, why are you keeping this one? Isn't even like a requirement. Like, why are you keeping this a secret? Says the Gemara. Uh, he didn't have a real answer as to why. So again, that's lignai. That's not nice. As we already said, that in the previous Mishnah, all of the good people over there, the ones who made the gold handles, whatever we learned yesterday. So those people uh, that we say about them, now let's analyze that pasuk a third of the way down, a quarter of the way down, uh, the Pasuk reads, What does it mean that the name of the evils, in plural, Yerkav? So, Amr Rabbi Elazar, terrible story. There should be some spoil with a person's name. We shouldn't even use their name. So, Masi Ravina, wait one second. We know of people who have, uh, who have terrible names. I've seen a lot of terrible names. Uh, we all heard that famous story that Rabbi Robinson told of this baby that almost got the name of Chizkiyahu Chava because his parents wanted him to be all prepared just in case the gender, unbelievable. So the Moel, who was my Rebbe, said, Bashum Panava I will not do a brick like that. You're giving him a boy's name. We're not even discussing. So sometimes names can be very problematic. I made the mistake as a young Moel to not ask the family what the name of their baby was. And this family says the baby's name is Hoach Mivorach. And I'm all in the middle of Kriya Sashem. The Yikare Shemobi Israel. No, no. Hoach Mivorach. 
Never did that again. Now I always ask what the baby's name is. Anyways, that kid's name is Koach Mavorach. Uh, it's not as bad luck as being called Siski El Chava, though. Who I trust. Can you ask them again just to make sure, like at the time? Anyways, the Gemara here presents a scenario uh, where we see that a person's name was used and the person was not a good person. Masib Ravina, two lines before the wide lines. Masib Doeg, Doeg Hadomi and Tanakh was not good here. Doeg Ben Yosef. Shainichu Aviv ben Katanlimo, his father passed away and left him as a as a young orphan with his mother. Bechol Yom every day, Haiseimo Modada Tovitfachim, his mother would measure uh, the height and the size of this child and whatever he grew in any one particular day. She Venosenes Mishkalosh Shalzav LeBeisamekdash Givaldik. What great chinuch! Every time you grow, I want to give something to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. However, then Nebuchadnezzar took over and things in Yerushalayim got dire. And this story takes a very rapid turn. When things that when Nebuchadnezzar took over and things got very bad and the starvation take, took people to the nth degree, like we know from Echa. So then, again, these things are out of, uh, out of our minds. It's so hard to understand that type of starvation that she slaughtered and consumed that child. This is what we say uh, on, on Tishvah. Come, what's going on here? Mothers are, this, this is crazy. And then, yeah, things are terrible right now. Now, the anticlimactic part of this story is that the child's name was Doeg. Yet, nevertheless, that's actually the question of the Gemara. You said three lines ago that that we don't give these names to people. Yet this kid had the name of Doeg. Says the Gemara, how far do I have to look for an answer? Look what happened to the kid. The fact that he was given the name doesn't make it good. Look at the result. It was a terrible result. We should make sure we give our kids uh, a good Jewish name is after nice, good people, make it clean and simple. Fine. Says the Gemara, almost halfway down. Tzadik, when we refer to him, it talks about himself. And a Russia, it refers to other Rishayim as well. Tzadik, the singular. One can lead bad to the other. Why isn't the Tzadik can lead good to other Tzadikim? That's a good question, but the Tzadikim don't get explained that way in the Gemara. Ravina was a great Amora, and there was a Rav in front of him who knew all of the Agadatas. And that was uh, that was the style back in the days that a lot of uh, a lot of the Torah they had people who were bikim in particular mesechtas. So this person was a Baki in Agadata. So uh, Ravina says to this expert in, in Agadata, he says, What's the Mare Makom for this idea of Zechar Tzadik Lebracha? So anyone who's ever learned Tanakh should know that this is the Pasuk in, in Tanakh. It's a Pasuk in Mishle. So Amar Lebracha. What do you mean? Where does it come from? It's a Pasuk in Mishle. Why, you're Ravina. Why are you asking me that question? I'm sure you know Tanakh by heart. He says, of course, that's not what I meant. Where's the Mashmaus in the Torah that when there is a, a Zechar of a Tzadik, this Lebracha? Says the Gemara, Dechsiv. I'm not going to keep anything from Avram. That's a Zecher Tzadik. We mentioned the Tzadik. What's the bracha? Beautiful. We see Zecher of a Tzadik is the bracha. Beautiful. The Pesukim indicate as much. We know how Milsa Damar Abon and Shem Rishayim Yerkav. What? What do you mean? Rashi on Torah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Obviously, pulling from from this uh, particular medrash. So then, on the flip side, we go to the other pasuk about Shem Rishayim Yerkav. So Ravina continues to speak to the expert, and I got it. I mean, Noah Milsa Damar Abanan Shem Rishayim Yerkav halfway down Lamed Chesim Beis. 
It says the Gemara, Amar Lei, talk, see, B'Shem Roshayim, Yerkab, it's a Pasuk and Tanah. So Ravina retorts back, no. Where do we see that the, there's a B'Shem Roshayim and then there's Yerkab? That's a place of Roshayim. In the plural. In the plural. So that, there we see B'Shem Roshayim, Yerkab. There was a tzaddik who lived between, who lived amongst two rishayim and did not learn from them. And then there was a rasha, the opposite is also true. There was a rasha who was dar ben shnei tzaddikim, but also which is bad. If you're a tzaddik and you don't learn from the, from the people around you, you're a big tzaddik. If you're a rasha and you don't learn from the tzaddikim around you, you're a big rasha. So who are these people? Tzaddik dar ben shnei rishayim doesn't say that, excuse me, it says ovadja. And Rasha Dar Ben Shnei Tzadikim Lama Masayim Ze Esav. He was surrounded by Tzadikim, right? He had a brother, he had a father. Nevertheless, Esav remained in his ways. Rabbi Lazar, Amar Rabbi Lazar, That's the inverse. From the Brach of Tzadik, you learn about a Klala from Rishayim, and the opposite is also true. We went from a bracha to a klala. And the opposite is also true. So therefore we see, and that was the bris of the So from the klala came the bracha. Even for one tzaddik, the whole world could have been created. We know that the word tov always refers to the righteous. So therefore we see that even for one tzaddik, the whole world could have been created. Everyone who is meshakeach, they forget the Torah that they learn. Gorim Galas Labana. This creates an exile for children. If you forget your Torah, I'm also going to forget your children, Rahman of Islam. Should try to remember everything we learn. I have a neighbor, Shali Lichman, He learns Daf Yomi. Every Rashi in Tosos, not, I think every Tosos, certainly every Rashi. On Shabbos, he does a Chazar of all seven blot. Every Shabbos. Unbelievable. That's a great Chazar. He's, he's holding. It's unbelievable. First of the very long lines, Lama Chesim and Beis, the Gemara continues, Rabbi Abba, Amar, Moridin Oso Migdulaso. And not only, not only that, if a person forgets their Torah, Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to lower their stature, Shinemar, Kiyatoha Da'as Mo'asta. You, you didn't uh, clearly appreciate all of the da'as, all the knowledge that I'm teaching. I'm not going to remove you from the post of servicing me. Amar, Barab, Amar, Yochanan, In Tadik Niftar, Mino Olam, Ach, Nibre, Tadik, Kamoso, Baruch Hashem. When a tzaddik is about to die, so another tzaddik is born. Another tzaddik is uh, generated to make sure that we still have what we need here in this world to help us to help us navigate the difficult uh, the difficult elements of life. Before Eli died, before of course the metaphor of the sun setting, zarcha shimsho shel shmuel haramasi. Then we had the bright light of shmuel haramasi. When he saw that there weren't enough tzaddikim in the world, he made sure that in every generation there were tzaddikim. That in every in every land there were these pillars of great tzaddikim. As we already saw earlier, but in a different frame, one tzaddik could be the reason why the whole world remains uh, remains uh, in, in existence. 
Omar, he says it's from a different pasuk. How do we know that that even for one tzaddik, the world can be kept alive? Because it says, Mehacha, five, six lines from the bottom, Ragli chasidav yishmor. Says the Gemara, chasidav is plural. You want to say because there's one tzaddik, the world is miskai, but chasidav is plural. Says the Gemara, yep, that's how we read it. Chasidav tuva mashma, that's our question. And chasidav implies more than one. So answers the Gemara, Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzvak, Hasido, Ksiv, the Kri and the Ksiv are not the same. The Ksiv doesn't have that Yud before the Vav, it's Hasido, it reads as in the singular. So therefore, even though the Kri is as it's read, but in the Ksiv, it looks like Hasido. When you look without vowels, it looks like that. And therefore, we can make the assumption that even if there was only one Tzaddik, the world could be kept alive. Once a person has lived out most of their years and they have not yet sinned, he will be able to withstand the challenge of sinning more. Those who are his chasidim, they will be protected. The Bey Rav Shila, three lines from the bottom, Bey Rav Shila Amre. If a person is exposed to an Avera once and then twice and they do not do it, same, they've already made a Kenyan. It almost seems like the language of Chazaka. We're seeing the third time he's successful. Hashem. It says the Gemara, the same Pasuk again, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will protect his Chasidim to make sure that they don't do Averas. What does that mean? It says the Gemara, a person who wants to become a Tameh, he has an opening to do so. If a person doesn't want to be a Mutzlach, they want to do, uh, they want to do, um, they want to be a Mushchas instead. Yeah, yeah, it's for the taking. However, Balataher Misayanoso, Kodesh Baruch is not going to help you become a Russia. You always have the choice. You have the Bechir Chavshis in order to make those decisions. Absolutely. But if you're looking to be a, a Mutzlach, you want to be successful, a Baldi Tahir Messiah, famous Gemara, that when, when a person shows an inkling of desire for closeness, the God of Morocco says, Great, come on, come on, come close, come close. But you don't have to take all of the necessary steps, just a few of the steps, a few steps in the right direction, then a Kodesh Baruch Hu will, will uh, prepare for the embrace. Again, uh, we have, we have, that's our Bechir Chavshi. As the uh, Destor speaks about it, says the Nekudas HaBechira, that there are certain areas. We don't have free will everywhere. A lot of us have been Shomer Shabbos our whole lives, and we don't have a Yetzirah to violate Shabbos. That's not called free will anymore. Baruch Hashem. We become a tzaddik in those areas. And in other areas, we're never going to be successful yet because we're not there yet. Whatever they are, let's say, hopefully not by Lashon, but there are people who are not yet in a place where they can't stop. We're not yet in a place where they can stop speaking Lashon. So that's, but in the middle, that's where our Nakud is Abhira. That's where that's where he speaks about the Mikta Melio. Last line. Tanad Bay Bishmal Mishal uh Mashallah Adam Shay Mokher Neft Vafarsamon. Great mashal in the Gemara. You have people who are selling Neft Vafarsamon. Neft smells terrible, and Afarsamon smells amazing. Neft is like tar. It's like uh kerosene. It has a it smells what? Nafta. Nafta. That's tar or that's it? What you're saying? It's a flammable liquid. Oh, it's an English word. Yeah. Oh, oh, an English word. Okay, fine. Got it. It says the Gemara, when the guy is in the store and Balimdod Neft, he says to the store owner, I'd like to buy uh, a liter of Neft. This stuff smells terrible. He's like, great. Measuring cups in the corner. He says, Omer lo, Medora you can do the measuring yourself. I don't need all the bad smell. But if he's like, oh, 
I'd like to buy the Afar Simone, which smells amazing. He's like, oh, I got it for you. Don't worry. Don't worry, I'll help you. Let me carry it for you. We can all smell great at the end of this deal because you're buying something that smells good. When a person does an Avera, it is metamtem. It um, ruins. I, I don't know what the English translation is. It Obstruct. What? Obstructs. Obstructs. Is that what it says there? Metamtemis in the R scroll, that's what it says. Blocks. It's not good. That's what the point is. It's not good. Metamtemis, timtum halev. It's a confusion. That's what we call in halacha. Tumtum is a person who uh, who seems to have uh, uh, infused uh, gender. We don't know exactly what they are. Physically, we don't know what they are. An androgynous is someone who, I, who clearly is manifesting both genders. A tumtum, we don't know. So this is covered over, exactly, but we can't see it. It's confusing. So, so I, I guess I, maybe that application could be, I don't know. But it's uh, not good for the heart. With an that it can create this blockage for your heart. A person does a little bit of tuma, then it, he brings upon himself more tuma. And not only that, but when he does a little bit milamata, mitamanoso milamala. If he does the tuma down here, then it affects him upstairs. But can affect him upstairs. This is, uh, this is like the episode of our lives, is that we have to remember that there's something after this. This isn't the Schwitz. This is the prose door, as it's referred to in Pirkei Avos. This isn't the end game. This is the middle game. We're just on the way, picking up gems along the way. So the Gemara is reminding us that just remember that this is this is the prose door. We have to keep focus on that. Tanur Rabbanon. What does that passing mean? That you should be sanctified? Adam Kadesh Atzmo. Me'at Mekachan Osoharbe. You look for a little Kedusha, you open up yourself to a lot of Kedusha. Milamata, uh, if you look for it down here, Mekachan Oso Milamala, then upstairs you'll get it as well. You do it here in this world, then Mekachan Oso Lolamaba, then we'll sanctify you for the next world as well. Adran Allah, Omer Lahema Mamuna, Yeratim should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah,